The Club Championship Show on OTB Sports. Brilliant game of hurling, edge your seat stuff, Tony Kelly, masterclass from start to finish. To win a Connacht Senior Championship is uh, it's special. The Club Championship Show. Subscribe to the GEA podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. The OTB Brief with Deliveroo. Food, we get it. We hope you're well. It is Friday the 16th of December. I'm John Duggan and this is the OTB World Cup Brief with Deliveroo as we preview Sunday's final between France and Argentina in Qatar. The match kicking off at 3 o'clock Irish time on Sunday. What a time to have it. And we'll all be watching it, I'm sure. Over a billion people around the world will watch this final based on the figures from Russia 2018 when France beat Croatia in the final. And this is a, probably a more attractive proposition given the fact that Lionel Messi is dominating the conversation. Both countries bidding to win the World Cup for the third time. Messi attempting to crown his career in glory by lifting the trophy, which has eluded his grasp. This is his fifth and final attempt, arguably the best player of all time. Diego Maradona also claims that mantle. The late Diego, who was the driver of the last Argentina World Cup victory back in 1986. France are bidding for their uh, back-to-back title and to become the first country since Brazil in 1962 to achieve that. I think most of the world wants Lionel Messi to win this. I believe he deserves it when you consider 15 years of providing unlimited joy to thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people around the world by just his incredible skill with the football and giving young boys and young girls hope and the power to dream that this could be them in the future and sport though is not sentimental and France have got a job to do and for them and their fans they'll be looking to go back to back and for Kylian Mbappe who's 24 next week he could be a two-time World Cup winner by Sunday evening. We caught up with the former Republic of Ireland international Kevin Colban in Qatar and like all of us he knows how big Sunday will be for Lionel Messi. It's hard to maybe describe it a little bit. I've only been to one Argentina game itself, being in the stadium. I was I was at the Poland game early on this tournament. Messi actually missed a penalty in the game, but um, it it was it was special being in the stadium that night. And I, I I've never watched an Argentina game where Messi's played, and it was it was certainly nice to to see the, the well. First of all, the buzz when it, whenever he gets the ball all over the pitch, there's a buzz in the stadium. But it's the expectation. It's they the almost. They're expecting greatness every single time he touches the ball, and certainly that's been the theme of this tournament. He's had he's had large spells in games where he's not been involved, but when he has touched the ball, he's come alive, and it's um, it, it's it's felt a little bit like a, like a kid to me watching Maradona at eighty six. Whether you agree or disagree, whether he's on that level, but it's felt a little bit like that, John, because it, it, it's always it's just about about him. It's a one man team. And if, he, if Argentina lift the trophy, it will all be about Messi because there is no way in a million years that that Argentina side can be considered as good as so many other nations in this tournament. But they have the great man himself and that's been the difference. This is the OTB World Cup brief in partnership with Deliveroo, delivering matchday meal deals throughout the World Cup. Deliveroo, food, we get it. Don't forget as well, Croatia against Morocco in the third place playoff. That's at three o'clock on Saturday. Now, Qatar got the final they wanted. Sports washing has worked, folks. Two of their prize assets at Paris Saint-Germain, Messi and Mbappe, are on the world's billboard effectively for this game. Both teams, in terms of tactics, have not pressed very high in this World Cup. I see this being a cagey first half unless there's an early goal. If there's an early goal, a team will look to defend and hit another team on the counter. That's what we saw with the Argentina and France displays in the semi-finals. Both teams scoring first and then playing on the counter and both teams getting another goal then. I can't see the chaos that I witnessed four years ago in Russia when France won 4-3 in this 
battle of the countries in the last 16 of the competition but Argentina were in a chaotic state back then their third goal was a consolation it was Mbappe who ran the show in that game in Kazan so the opening goal though will be crucial I think in this final there'll be a lot of tension uh, when we're looking at Argentina Lionel Scaloni has not been afraid to make changes and he's had to be a good tactician because they lost their first game to Saudi Arabia they were in knockout football straight away they've then beaten Mexico, Poland, Australia the Netherlands and Croatia to get here. One defeat in 42. That just shows they know how to get it done. And they're able to play in a really good way for a while and then hold on for a bit and then go again. The supporting cast is better. Julian Alvarez is a real talent. Scored two goals in the semi-final. Only 22 years of age. Manchester City know what they're doing. So he's a real talent up front. Alexis McAllister, Brighton. You've got Enzo Fernandez coming into the team. The Sevilla young midfielder. Rodrigo de Paul or Leandro Paredes. These are enforcing types of midfielders. Kind of remind you of the 86 players that were around Maradona. They're more solid defensively as well. Where they are weak is in the air. The bombardment of the aerial threat from the Dutch and Australia at times uh, was a real weakness you could see for uh, Argentina. So is it all going to be about getting balls up to Olivier Giroud? That's what France are probably going to have to do. You'd also think that as well that Argentina are going to target the French left-hand side because Kylian Mbappe does not track back. Theo Hernandez has been a little bit shaky in the tournament. Is that going to be something? Are they going to be physical on Antoine Griezmann? Because for France, Antoine Griezmann has ran the show. He's been amazing. He's been everywhere. I think he's the player of the tournament personally and you can see that against Morocco he's dropped deep yeah, he's getting more tackles in and he's dictating the play as a player that was much more forward previously in his career now he is really the fulcrum the central point in that French team are they going to play like a Marcus Thuram on the left hand side maybe move Mbappe into the middle during the game we know they're going to play Mbappe, Giroud and Dembele from the start but what are they going to do as the match unfolds and maybe if they're behind as well uh, so it's really interesting from a French perspective defensively I think they need to play Kanate again I think he played really well against Morocco. Meccano, I'm not so sure about. Um, so you, if you have Varane and Kanate, the wingbacks are not naturally maybe the, the first choice, uh, Koundé and uh, Theo Hernandez, obviously. And is there enough protection for the likes of um, Shumeni? Will Rabiot be back in the team? Do they have enough ballast in the midfield, uh, France, to give themselves the platform? The one thing we know about them is that they're not afraid to have the conviction to win tight games. They squeeze past England. You could argue they squeeze past Morocco, but they get the job done. And that's what France have been good at doing. They did at the last World Cup. It's why Didier Deschamps is so highly respected, but maybe not as loved as uh, other French managers or other French uh, practitioners of the game. Um, but like, you cannot argue with his uh, track record as a manager. This could be two World Cups. This could be a incredible career as both a player and a manager. Didier Deschamps knows how to get it done. And once again, as we talk about Messi, we have to talk about Mbappe, who came into the tournament on fire and he scored now 24 goals and 26 appearances this season. He was involved in both goals in the semi-final. He has that insouciance. He has uh, that just smile on his face and utter confidence and the pace and the power and the skill that Mbappe has. He's just such a handful. And what are Argentina going to do with him? Are they going to double up on him? Um, so France have been really consistent. Euro 2016 finalists, won the World Cup, won the Nations League, and now back in a World Cup final. So Messi and Mbappe got five goals apiece. What else can you say as well about that in terms of the storyline for this final? I don't know, folks. It could go all the way. Extra time penalties. I find it impossible to call. I don't know about you out there, but all I know is I'm really, really going to enjoy it on Sunday afternoon at three o'clock. Plenty of build-up on News Talk on the 7 o'clock show this evening, Friday, then off the ball Saturday tomorrow from 3 to 5 with Dan McDonnell and Qatar on the latest from out there and his impressions of the tournament and the venue. 
And Mark Lawrenson, who's uh, been a veteran of covering many World Cup finals in the BBC commentary box, will also join us with Johnny Ward. That's Football Saturday. Then plenty of in-play commentary and reaction then to the final on Sunday itself. It's France against Argentina, folks, in the World Cup final. This has been the OTB World Cup Brief with Deliveroo. We hope you enjoy the podcast throughout the last month. The final brief will be with Cahal Malani on Monday morning with thanks to Deliveroo and we'll chat on the podcast network then. By that stage, we'll know who are the World Cup champions of 2022. The OTB Brief with Deliveroo. Food, we get it.